This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, March 5th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. How compatible are sweeping free market reforms and re-election? Johnny Munkhammer, author of the new book, The Guide to Reform, argues that free market reforms adopted just after an election offer the best chance for politicians to reap political benefits. We spoke prior to a Cato Policy Forum yesterday. It's very difficult to argue to a politician in many cases, that good policy is ultimately going to be good politics? Well, I think that uh, there is a high degree of pessimism surrounding uh, the prospect for actually doing market-oriented reforms. We know that a number of countries have actually managed to do it, and we know that these countries have achieved quite remarkably economic and social results. But then we have the political pessimism, isn't it too controversial so that we will not get re-elected? That's indeed the main purpose of my book, to show to politicians and their advisors that there are strong political incentives as well to launch free market reforms because uh, most of the governments that have actually reformed in most of the OECD countries have actually been re-elected almost uh, uh, at least once, uh, several times in in some cases. Aren't many of the benefits that would be associated with enacting free market policies beyond the range of an election cycle for many politicians? Well, I think that... uh, When I've looked at about the dozen uh, OECD countries, industrialized countries, that launched the most uh, far-reaching free market reforms and had the strongest results, I think there are many strategic uh, conclusions that you can draw from how they actually did it. And uh, one of the things is that uh, they should, first of all, they should have a mandate from the electorate to do reforms because you cannot reform by stealth. And secondly you should launch the first package of reforms quite soon after the general election because uh, then uh, you will have the best prospects of actually having some of the positive effects in time before the next election. And therefore, uh, reforms should also be quite substantial uh, and and not too tiny or watered down because you need substantial reforms to have substantial results. And that's also a quite strong political incentive to, to do that. Perhaps the best counterexample of what you're talking about in the United States is eight years of President Bush in the White House and six years of Republicans controlling Congress with unprecedented growth in federal spending and then utterly being destroyed at the polls in 2006. I think uh, that might be possibly evidence that you cannot be re-elected forever and be expected to still have the same the same uh, strong ideas and the same uh, uh, will to change because power is uh, slightly corrupting uh, always in every country and you will uh, identify more with the state than with uh, the mission that you're actually on uh, which means that uh, there is always even if you can get re-elected once or twice after doing substantial reforms then after that it might be a possibly a time for someone else to give it a try. But uh, I think now in the presidential election upcoming here, we have, uh, I think, the candidates on the left and the Democratic side, they're, they're very strongly against most free market reforms, and they, their economic programs would, to a large extent, be very harmful for the economy. So that's basically a kind of counter-reform which would harm the U.S. But I think that, uh, on the other hand, John McCain, who should have had very weak chances of actually becoming re-elected because he's a Republican and the Republican president is so unpopular. Uh, he has a very good chance of getting elected. And I think his economic program, particularly concerning spending cuts and, and uh, free trade, is uh, quite uh, promising, actually. How possible is it in many countries to run on 
free market reforms and have any political success? Well, I think that uh, all the countries, uh, I say that uh, there is a, a dozen of the 30 industrialized countries that are members of the OECD have actually launched a very substantial free market reforms. And in all those cases where the governments were elected and launched reforms and re-elected, they had a mandate. So they told people before the election at least something of what they were actually going to do and, and they got a mandate to do it. And I think... Uh, Perhaps one of the most uh, apparent examples is the is France right now because France has been seen as the beacon of anti-reform and uh, protectionism uh, of all these countries and and they actually last year elected uh, the reform candidate uh, Nicolas Sarkozy against the anti-reformist socialist candidate uh, Ségolène Royal and he was very specific about what he was going to do in terms of deregulating the labor market taking down taxes etc. And he got a strong majority, and his party got a strong majority in parliament as well. Now it, it's all up to him and to see what he's actually going to do uh, to use this mandate, and I, I hope that he will use it, but he, uh, he was elected. and it, So that, that's also a bit of a myth, an unfounded uh, pessimism, I would say, concerning uh, the prospects of getting elected on such a platform. Perhaps the two best examples in the United States of somebody who ran on a very strong uh, market platform would be Barry Goldwater, and Ronald Reagan. Well, uh, Ronald Reagan surely was extremely successful, both in uh, electoral terms and in uh, economic and uh, social terms. He managed to launch extremely important reforms. And I think uh, the Reagan and Thatcher revolutions, as they're sometimes called, because, and I think that's, that's quite a, a correct word to use, because they managed to change the direction of uh, the economic policy in, in not only Britain and the United States, uh, but also in throughout the Western world. The market economy was uh, experiencing a revival, which has more or less continued ever since then. And it also changed their opposition parties, the Labour parties, the Social Democratic parties. They became f- quite market-oriented compared to what they were before. And I think that uh, their revolutions show the importance of uh, independent ideas because uh, say what you like about politicians, they're good at many things, but they don't come up with all the policy ideas by themselves. So you need uh, independent universities, independent thinkers, independent institutes to actually shape and provide those ideas for politicians and get them into the party programs, and the election programs, etc., and then politicians can adapt those ideas and get into an election. And uh, so independent ideas and, and definitely well-founded, uh, well-prepared proposals is also very important to be able to do the quick start in, in terms of reforms. Johnny Munkhammer is author of the new book, The Guide to Reform. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for the full policy forum. You can search for market reforms and re-election at our website, cato.org.